Hello and welcome to the Orbit Room. I'm your hostess, Julie Coco Lily Jenkins, and I have with me today, I'm sort of celebrating, um, <laughs> Carolyn Broussard, who I know and love. Carolyn is an amazing New Orleans musician, singer, songwriter that I met because she lured me in <laughs> like a siren. I would be on Frenchman when Kenan's playing somewhere, but I would hear this voice down the road at Cafe Grill, and I always had to go in and see her and listen to her. And I became a fan, and then I became a friend. And she fascinates me, and she's funny and smart and talented, and so I'm interviewing her today. Say hi, Carolyn. Hi. You know, it's funny because, like, I was just as fascinated by you. I'm still just as fascinated by you as you are with me. Oh. Like, Julie would come into the gigs, and I would always hear him, like, oh, I want to know more about her. <laughs> I, I, and I, would, I totally Facebook stalked you and Instagram stalked you oh, for, really? for years, yeah. Okay, Until, cool. like, we ended up friends, and I remember just, like, having that moment of, like, oh, my God, so I'm finally friends with Julie Jenkins. Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we were meant to. Meant to be friends, Most sure. definitely. Um, I want to ask a bunch of questions that I've been curious about. Oh, do tell. So, tell me where you were born. I was actually born in Fort Worth, Texas. You were? I was born in Fort Worth, Texas, yeah. And we li- my parents lived up there. They were uh, in the oil industry, and they were there for about a year. And then moved to Karen Crow, Louisiana, for a couple years. Moved up to... Lor- not Lorville, they live in Lorville now. Uh, they moved up to um, Ville Platte okay. until I was seven. Seven to 15, I lived in Houston. 15, we moved back to New Iberia. I'll be slam dunked. Yeah. I thought you were born here. <laughs> no, I mean, I basically grew up here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, I think I turned one in Karen Grow, but, like, yeah. I, was, I was born in Fort Worth. Like, to the point where, like, in high school, when we had to, like, fill out our social security number for something, and I was at this little bitty, you know, Catholic school, and they were like, I think you messed up your social security number. I'm like, no, that's definitely the right number. And they're like, no, everybody else's is, like, way different than this. I think you messed it up. I'm like, <laughs> I was born in Fort Worth. Please stop arguing with me about this and just let me do the drug test. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes. Um, so, okay, so I'm going to be learning something as we go along. I thought I knew everything because, you know, I always think I know everything. Um, <laughs> that's not really true. I actually know I don't know everything, which is good. Um, so, okay, then obviously you came to Louisiana and Louisiana got into your blood. Well, I grew up in, I indirectly grew up in Louisiana and like my entire family is from from New Iberia. I'm I'm from New Iberia. I'm a yeah, Cajun okay. girl. Yeah, like, I know you're very much a Cajun girl. Yeah, my family is a bunch of sugarcane farmers. I spent like a lot of time down here, even when we lived in Houston. Um, so, yeah. Do you have any other musicians in your family? Um, not a whole lot. Uh, I officially have been told by Mark Broussard himself that we are cousins. So there's that, but other that than that, sense. not really. <laughs> so, 
when did you become interested in music? I mean, what what was it that sparked that in you, or that how did you discover it? So I, I was this picture from like when I was three years old. I got a uh, like a dress up kit for Christmas, and I held everybody hostage and made them listen to me sing every <laughs> verse to the Wheels on the Bus. Oh, and uh, and then when I was in elementary school. Um, uh, Tessile Cole at the time her name was Cole but Tessile Riser now uh, was my music teacher I didn't know this at the time but this was like her first couple years of being a music teacher but she started this competition choir for the third, fourth, and fifth graders which I was in all three years and she introduced me to Patsy Cline and Ella Fitzgerald and like taught me how to read music and like and I just like I fell in love with singing and you know I've kind of kind of kept that going from there I also had one of my um, one of my one of my auxiliary moms when I was growing up uh, Pamela Langston who was huge into musical theater and I, she had two kids that were around my age so I was over there all the time and we'd watch we'd watch like the stage perform the stage recordings of into the woods and Sweeney Todd and like all the other musicals and I, I just I loved it I just loved it so much and it just always it always made me feel alive and whole yeah yeah <laughs> and and so was that did you know that that was going to be your road I did and the thing is like I remember telling my mom when I was in like fifth grade like I want to be the next Ella Fitzgerald and she was like okay honey um, and for a while I kept down the music road and then at one point when we still lived in Houston, like, I was a softball player and I kind of had to, like, let it go because I was like, oh, I have to go to college and softball is going to be my ride to college. So, like, I just had to focus, I focused on that and I chose to focus on that until we moved back to Louisiana and I fell into a deep, dark depression, as one does when they're a teenager and get moved around a lot. Yes. Um... And I rediscovered my love of music, and from that moment on, like, didn't know what else I could possibly do. I even, to the point where I signed up for college under the guise of being an architect major, uh, or an engineer, and, uh, and then last second switched it to music and then told my parents, like, three weeks later, I'm like, oh, by the way, so I'm a music major, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of, uh, <clears throat> I interviewed Mike Finnegan once, uh-huh. and he said that he was in college playing basketball and um, decided that he wanted to be a musician, and he also wanted to get married. Yeah. And the girl's dad said, what, what about this music thing? I mean... What if that falls through? What are you going to do? And he said, I'll fall back on my poetry. There we go. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so when, was, when did you put your first band together? I put my first band together in, I think it was, so I got here. I got to New Orleans in 2010. And then the very beginning of 2011... I got my first gig in the back patio bar at BMC, 
and it was me, Felix Volobin, and Mike Robbins. And the three of us would play. Sometimes it was just me and Mike, and we did. I did jazz standards. That was, that was, uh, that was what I wanted to do. What I thought my my musical calling was. Um, and I still love doing jazz standards. I just don't do them very often anymore. And then I added a drummer, and then I added a horn player, and uh, we ended up on the front stage on Tuesdays, which was great for a while. And we were Carol and Broussard and the Scotch Hounds. Yeah, because uh, all of them drink scotch. Oh. <laughs> Makes sense. It's a fun name. I, lo- I still love that name. It's a good name. Yeah, but those guys, those guys were great to me, and they always were super supportive. They're still all really close friends of mine, and like they, like I know they've like really enjoyed like watching me grow into the musician I am now. Because like they knew me when I had no idea what I was doing, like, and still wasn't comfortable on the stage. Like, if you see me now, like... Yeah, very like, comfortable. Yeah, you can never imagine that, like, I was, like, mousy on stage. There's this one TripAdvisor review of me. It's like, oh, my God, she has a beautiful voice. Very shy personality, though. And I just <laughs> laugh every time I read it. I'm just like... <laughs> very shy. It's like, oh, God, that was in the early days then. Um, I, I've I, seen a, a video of you singing jazz. Yeah, there's, they're out the there. Day. Yeah, I had the like short little bob. Yeah, little red, short bob. Yeah, yep. I used to I used to like, grow my hair out and then like chop it all off once a year and then grow it back out. Yeah, um, which I kind of miss in the summers, but um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I. Uh, completely just lost my train of thought um so we were just talking about your first gig uh, your first band yeah so then you played bmc for a while you played you know i've seen you at festivals I've oh seen yeah you at different places around everywhere and you just got back i've been touring all from summer. this yeah. awesome tour so you got to tell the story about the tour because I think it's fascinating how New Iberia fit in there. Oh my god! Among amongst everything else, amongst it's, everything it's like else, the estrogen tour of the summer of 2019. Oh man, it was so good. Like, so you want to talk about the whole like every leg, or you yeah, want to talk well, about just well, yeah. the most recent no, leg? No, I want to. I want to know. You know how it went for you. How you enjoyed it. I know you hit a lot of different cities, and there was some tripping and some. Hollywood and just some all kinds of stuff. It was fantastic. I had so much fun. Um, so, like, I had some stuff happen right before the, uh, excuse me, right before the summer set in, and it seemed like the perfect opportunity to just skip town and go out on the road and, like, for the first time, really, like, I've, I've done a little, like, weekend jaunts out, but I'd never, like, gone on a tour, per se, and I decided to make this huge loop. Um, so what I did, the first leg, I left at the end of June, went through Knoxville, up through North Carolina, through the Virginias, over back through Ohio and Indiana, like uh, hit Chicago, went to Wisconsin, back to Chicago, and then like straight down through like the stack states back home. Which I did mostly alone, uh, which was extremely empowering. And I, like, camped in West Virginia. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still sad I'm not in West Virginia. It is so... If you've never been, you should go. Um, <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure every Enchanted Forest in every movie is based on the mountains of West Virginia. Oh, nice. It's insane. Um, and then I came home for a couple 
couple days really and then took off with uh, my partner and his kids and uh, we went through Colorado and did the same thing and I did a bunch of house parties all through Colorado and New Mexico made a big loop came back and uh and then I went out, I was back for a couple of days, and I went out to Austin for a week and, like, did a bunch of stuff, made a bunch of connections out in Austin, came back, was back for, like, maybe a week or two, if yeah, even. Yeah, I couldn't catch you. Like, it, was, it was, it was like, ridiculous. Oh, she's home. Nope, she's gone. Like, I was talking to my bassist last night, like, on our way to this thing we went to, and, uh, and he was just like, you've been gone for, like, half, right, or two months? I'm like... Yeah. Technically, it's only been three weeks, but yes. Yeah. Like he's, it's like we had one gig in the time that I was back. He's like, that's why I think you've been gone so long. I'm like, because yeah. I technically have. Yeah. Um, so this last one, though, I started, I officially started this thing I've been wanting to do for years, which is an L.A. to L.A. songwriter series. Right. Uh, L.A. being Louisiana to Los Angeles. Um. And it's made so well, oh my god. So I brought Amanda Walker and Lynn Drury with me from Louisiana. And uh, Lynn flew over and met us in Los Angeles. But Amanda and I decided that we were going to drive. Because we've always wanted to make that drive. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, oh my god. It's I love that drive so much. Gorgeous. Yeah. Like, there are just so many things that... Like, I've seen so much in the last four months that I've never seen in my life. So great. It's amazing. It's really amazing. I'm still, like, completely... I knew saguaro cactuses were huge. <laughs> but I did not know that they were that huge. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting there, like, on the drive back, like, looking at one of them, like... Amanda's like, so what are we doing here? I'm like, I'm looking for a piece that I can cut off to bring with me. I'm sure this is probably really illegal, but like, I need to fit, I need to fit this whole cactus in the car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's like, maybe we can tie it to the top, but uh, we did not. I did not bring a saguaro cactus home with me. All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, I did not bring it home with me. I brought a lot of clippings from a lot of other plants, um, but so like we drove. Through West Texas, we stopped off in Marfa, um, we stopped off in El Paso, and I met up with uh, the owner of Rosa's Cantina out in El Paso, um, like from the Marty Robbins song. Uh, she's a she's a fan of oh, mine um, that, like, years ago, song. it's such a great song. Yeah. Like, so she and her, and her husband, like, ended up in um, the Marini Brasserie watching me years ago oh, and cool. we're like hey if you ever like when you end up in El Paso you let us know like we'd love to have you all of this and it was like kind of short notice so I didn't play this time but I got a hold of her and like I'll be there next time we come through oh and uh, that's great yeah how that's fun is that iconic right how fun is that yeah like I love it it's so so wonderful and, like we stopped off and played in Tucson um, which was hilarious because it was apparently super humid there. It was 100 degrees, which was which felt fine because it was 6 degrees humidity. But they're like, we're so sorry about all the humidity. Oh, it's usually not like this. Like, this is terrible. Ooh, and we just, like, are just belly laughing. Just like, oh, honey, you're you're fine. We'll take this. Yeah. Like, You're adorable. Yeah, we'll take the sauna over the steam room any day. <laughs> like, yeah. like, we're going to be fine. I Trust me, we're, we're, we are... Pleased with what tough it out, yeah. tough out that six percent. Yeah, exactly. Well, apparently we like drove through at the end of monsoon season, so like all the sunsets were just insane. Ugh. They were just out of control, 
Um, on the way back through, like, that area, uh, we actually ended up, like, as dusk was hitting, like, in one of the desert rainstorms, which smells different, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but then, so, we end up in L.A., and, uh, stayed in El Segundo for the first little bit with a friend of ours who helps us book, and, uh, played over at the Hotel Cafe, did the first, very first... L.A. to L.A. songwriter series had Christopher Holly with us, who is our L.A. contingency. Um, and uh, it went extremely well. Like, we... Nice. They were not expecting much of us, and we, like, doubled what, like, even a good night is. So they were extremely pleased. We'll awesome. be going back. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so we end, we end that leg of the, the L.A. to L.A. tour. And Amanda and I drive back because as I've been, like, booking this tour out on the West Coast, I get a call from the Louisiana Sugarcane Festival, who I've been... It's in New Iberia. Like, I've gone to this festival most of my life. Like, I've been trying to get into this festival for years. And they're like, hey, Carolyn, we need you to play this slot. Can you please do this? I'm like thinking to myself this is right in the freaking middle of when I am in Los Angeles like this is like I can't do this I have to do this right. I can't do this I have to do this yeah it's like I can't say no to them like I've been trying to do this for for years like yeah. so so I say yes <laughs> and we drive all the way back Amanda and I split off in Houston because that's where my car is she goes back to New Orleans I go to New Iberia um, then, like, the next night, I, my band meets me over there. We get po' boys. We eat with my family. We go play the festival. Um, great festival. We did a great job. Like, everybody loved us. It was, it was wonderful. Um, and then the guys take off back for New Orleans. And the next morning, I get on a plane in Lafayette and fly back to Los Angeles. <laughs> To play, yeah, to play in Redondo Beach and then play at the Folk and Silk Festival. Where'd you oh, play in Redondo? Um, I played at uh, Starboard Attitude. Oh, Star, yeah, yeah, Starboard. Which I realized like about four days after I played that, which that gig went great. They loved me. I was like, kind of. They were all like, "Oh, we've never had just like a solo act in here. I don't know how you're gonna do, chick from New Orleans." Like, and I'm sitting there with my friend that. That booked me at the place, and I'm just like, oh no, Sidon, like, what am I gonna do? They've never had a solo act here. I guess I should just go home. And, <laughs> like literally, this is what I was doing, taunting, taunting the audience before I get on stage. Yeah. Um, then I got on stage and like played. They were like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, that I told you that was one of my haunts. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I didn't realize the pun. Until, because is Starboard the right side? I don't remember. I so, so I assume I assume Starboard is the right side because then it's the right attitude. And I was oh. like, oh, it's a pun. Okay. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But like, I like to think of it as a pun. I don't know. I probably used to know, but you know, <laughs> my brain has kind of shriveled up to just. I don't remember a lot. Well, I love you. Like, I, re- I remember where I set this this little lemon lime soda because I just said it there, but. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, I have embraced the fact that I am an ex- an expert at forgetting things. So you know, we all have to be an expert at something. We right? do all have our superpowers. Totally. That's one. Actually, one of the things that me, Amanda, and Lynn 
were uh, discussing while we were on tour, staying out in El Segundo, is um, it's like everybody's got these like random superpowers. Like one of my random superpowers is I happen, I just happen to notice where something is right before someone needs it. Oh. Like, say, like I'm walking through. This is a, actually a really good example. I used to do uh, tech work for. Um, conventions and stuff so we'd have like several like breakout rooms that we'd have to set up and we for some reason only had one pair of scissors and I just happened to be walking by a room and I glanced in the room and the scissors were sticking out of this box in one of the rooms that nobody was in and like five minutes later somebody walks up to me they're like hey I can't find the scissors anywhere do you know where they are I'm like yeah they're in this room in the box like under the thing and they just looked at me like why do you know? Why that? do you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I, yeah. just, ha- I just happen to notice. Yeah, like that's. I just happen to notice where something is well, right before someone needs it. You're very much like your ox dad, <laughs> because Kenan is. You see that my art stuff, in quotation marks, stuff, is everywhere. It is everywhere, <laughs> and except in this room that you and I are in right now, I can't find much. But all I have to do is ask. He knows where everything is. Yeah, doesn't have to be his. Just happens to notice. Just happens to know where it is. Doesn't think about it. Yeah. I have a superpower, too. What is it? Well, I have, you know, we all have a couple that are kind of of weird and some that are really good. And mine, which has helped me so much in my nursing career, is I can make people feel better. That's a great one. It's such a great one. You do that for me all the time. Oh. Well, as a nurse, you know, it was a good one to have. Absolutely. Because, like, my charting wasn't always perfect. And, you know, there were things that weren't, oh, I forgot to add up my intake and output. Stuff like that. But my patients always loved me. Because I knew how to make them feel better. Right. They'd say, will you be my, my nurse tomorrow? Will you, will you be my nurse tomorrow? So I realized that I had the superpower. And fortunately for me, I could get away with like making uh, charting mistakes and stuff like that because my nurse managers knew I had that power. That's so a huge They gave thing. me the hardest patience. But anyway. That's awesome. I love that. Anyway, we are both wonder women in some form or fashion. Well, like, we were discussing the fact that like, you know, you don't think about these little random things that you're capable of doing. And just for no real reason other than you can just do it. You don't know why you can do it. It's just a thing that's a part of you. Yeah. But it is this tiny, like, random... It's a superpower. Yeah. Not everybody can do these things. Right. You know? And it's, like, super cool because we kept asking people, like, what's your random superpower? And they'd look at us like we're insane. Like, we were doing this the entire trip. Um, and then they would tell it like we, we would give them our examples oh, and then they that. would tell us they're like oh I can, I can do this and it's like that's super cool yeah and they you know something that like I or you like on our own personal thing that we can do may not think it's like anything huge but like to someone else it's like wow that's really interesting yeah like that's really a good interview question I think I'm gonna steal that you should totally you. steal that one what's your random superpower yeah and it can be anything, I guess. It, anything. The more mundane, the better. Because we all have one, at least. And we all have at least one. And most you know, people have several. Yeah. Kenan always says, the universe loves Julie Jenkins. <laughs> because I 
have one of my other superpowers is I'm so resourceful. Right. And I'm so willing to, you know, kind of gently do what it takes to get what I need. Absolutely. What, what, what we need. And I believe that I can. And I believe in magic. Right. I believe in magic. I mean, I, I really honestly do. I think it's around us every day. Right. And I, because I believe that, because I know it. You just know you can. It exists for me. That's kind of a thing you that know, I, yeah. I mean, I don't feel like it's my superpower. I think we all, we could all have it right. if we would tap into it. Well, it's a matter of attitude more than anything. Exactly. I tell people all the time because they're just like, I'm, I can do a lot of things, but that's because I've like never assumed I can't do something. Right. I just go into it. It's like, oh, that's a cool thing. I'm going to go do that now. And then I do it, and I'm good at it. And people are like, why are you just good at everything? I'm like, because I work at everything. And you try. I try, and I just, like, I know, I, even when I suck at the beginning, it's like, you know what? I'm sucking real bad at this right now, but eventually this is going to be awesome. What's that quote? It's, um, whatever you think you can do, begin it. Because boldness has magic and genius and power in it. Totally. You know, just just try. That's all it takes. It's it, it, really all. It's the first step. That's the first step to doing anything. And sometimes it's just you try. Say, oh, oh, but it, this is it's just too hard. And I'm like, do you want to only do easy things? Because that sounds really boring. You know, what do you mean too hard? It's it's hard, and then you do it. Everything's right? I mean, hard until you do it a bunch of times. Lord have mercy. Well, I mean, hell, we can all walk, right? We can. Well, most of most us can, of us anyway. can. Well, now we've figured out the problems of the universe. We've understood that there's magic. And speaking of magic, I'm going to let this little cat out of the bag. I don't know if you know or not. But, you know, our mutual friends, Brandy and Drew, are getting married tomorrow. I was about to say, is it today or tomorrow? Tomorrow. But Sunday, we're all coming to your gig. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, yay. To celebrate. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a great show. Yay. First Sunday social back in town. I know we're excited about it. It was Brandy's idea. Aww. I guess she's going to have some of her family left in town. Yeah. So tomorrow you've got the thirty by ninety Sunday social coming up. Um, what else is happening in the? What in the, else is happening? Well, what else is happening? you've done a lot of gigs and been gone. So yeah, I'm, yeah I'm like kind of like having this moment of like. What is happening? <laughs> um, where am I? We'll what day find is out it? as we go. Like, I just got home. I'm still figuring out like where Ooh, I am. Man, I know. I was gone for a couple weeks. Kenan was gone for a couple weeks on tour. And I feel like you. I yeah. just like I just need some time to kind of readjust my noggin. Yeah. You I, know. I got home and like the very next day the girls with uh that the girls that I have with me for um uh, LA to LA we're like okay so when are we gonna start booking for them I'm like whoa 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 get, can I please have until Monday to put my life back together yeah. and they, they all laughed it's like we forgot that you just got home like because they've been home for like a week oh, and a half right. <laughs> I'm like, like oops sorry I'm like no it's cool it's cool thank we're you good. for coming I know you did just get home and oh, I kind of no. pounced on you I'm immediately I'm stoked to be here yeah, I love I you I've missed you I've missed I haven't you seen too, you in money. weeks yay um, so coming up uh, in February, we'll be going back out to Los Angeles for the second uh, LA, LA to LA, and uh, 
and November November 15th over at Old Point Bar we'll be doing the first Louisiana Los Angeles LA to LA oh, so cool. uh, like Chris Holly is actually coming over here and it'll be me Amanda Lynn and Chris defer um, over at uh, over at Old Point Bar sweet yeah so that'll be that'll be a blast everybody should come to that on November let's see oh November 1st I will be participating in the Like a Heartbeat tribute to Fleetwood Mac. Oh, right. Over That's at right. One Eyed Jacks that Amy Trail is putting on. I'll be Stevie Nicks. That's right. I'm very excited. That we, is so cool. I went to our first vocal rehearsal on Monday, like the second I got back, and uh, oh it went so well. Nice. Super excited. Like, Mark Parody will be there. There's there's a bunch of us. It's gonna be great. Yay! Uh, super exciting. Uh, speaking of Mark Parody, um, on uh, November twenty fourth, I believe it is. I'll be playing at his uh, his uh, first annual Wild Things Family Reunion Festival music festival over on the North Shore. And that's like a campout. That's a couple yeah, it's a of camp days, out. Yeah, right? it's a campout festival. So like you can get tickets on Eventbrite. And uh, you can get it for one day. You can get it for, like, the whole weekend. You can camp the whole weekend. I intend to be camping the whole weekend. Nice. Um, and I'll be playing on that Sunday, the 24th, from 2 to 3. And okay. uh, I'm super excited about that. That's going to be a blast. Like that sounds like so much fun. The lineup's fantastic. Like, Mark and Katie have really... They've really put a lot of work into it, and they've done great. Sweet. Yeah. And uh, I feel like there's other things, but I cannot think of them right now. Well, you can f- find uh, Carolyn on Facebook to find out. Facebook, CarolynBroussard.com. CarolynBroussard.com. Instagram. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Don't miss her if you have the opportunity. Be prepared to fall in love. Oh. 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 And uh, I do believe, this is not official yet, but like I'm picking, I'm in the process right now of picking a day to release the uh, the live EP from DBA. Oh, awesome! Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. So yes. look out for that. Yeah. And um, okay, y'all. I I hope you enjoyed uh, my interview with Carolyn Broussard, and I look forward to our next get together I'm going to be bringing in some really interesting New Orleans people a couple of musicians a couple of characters from New Orleans I will be asking them all what their random superpower is which is an important thing to know now which is a very important thing to know and you all should ask your friends the same thing thank you so much for joining me here at the Orbit Room be good to each other